Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 106 of the Agile Pubcast. If you've not listened before, this is a short pubcast where we'd normally be in the pub, but right now we're at home. Lockdown 2.0 has started here in the UK, which means the pubs are shut and we've got to stay in. So Jeff and I uh, dug out our webcams and our microphones and we went back to basics, back to our own office and uh, shed respectively. And we checked in with each other today for a quick chat and a catch up. And we caught each other in kind of a bit of a somber mood. I think the reality of a second lockdown has now firmly hit both of us. And we talked a bit about our our current state of mind and how that's had an effect on us. Um, just to remind you that you can still subscribe. Make sure you are subscribed because there might be a few extra episodes coming during these lockdown weeks. As Jeff and I have got a bit more time to spend in front of the camera. So... Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast regularly. And uh, I hope you're all well. And let's play the jingle. Here we go. Hello, mate. Hello, Jeff. That's, um, yeah. That's not a thoroughly enthusiastic hello. <laughs> it's a bit of a... Oh, oh it's you. Yeah. <laughs> I have um, just feel like I've been staring at the same four walls for too long now. Yeah. It's a bit of cabin fever today. I had to go out and, and get get something to get some lunch. Mm. I had to trip out and get, get on my bike and get a sandwich. Okay. Because I don't really... Sometimes I'm, I'm in and I don't really realise... Um, Oh my! I haven't actually seen been outdoors today. Mm-hmm. I think that was Monday or one of the days this week. I, <laughs> and I and I suddenly realised the evening came and I was really irritable with the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought I know what that is. I need to go out. And I just went out for a walk. I just and it was like seven o'clock, pitch dark, and I just had to go out get some fresh air. It's yeah. amazing how much that has an effect on me. Lockdown two dot oh. Yeah, here we are. So it's not really an improvement on lockdown one then? Well, I was, it is, it's different. It doesn't feel, you know, on paper, it's not, it's a much softer lockdown than lockdown one, isn't it? Yeah. It's just basically no pubs and restaurants, isn't it really? Yeah. And um, so as far as work and as far as um, day-to-day life, we're not restricted on going out. We're not, we're not necessarily, um, time bound on how long we can spend outdoors but we just we're just not seeing it's more of a social lockdown not just mm-hmm. not seeing anyone so that's a bit of a shame but now i think it's just i'm a bit a bit a bit bored of it all now yeah bored of it all yeah and and you're not drinking either well it's Is a that... lunch time so yeah for the benefit of the tape it's it's just gone to half past 12 we here. seem to have snapped we're both oh, you got... drinking um, Kerry. Kerry? Kerry? Who's 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 Kerry? Cherry. <laughs> Cherry uh, Cola. If you're watching, then you can see what brand. Yeah. Um, other other brands are available. All brands are available, uh, mm. providing you can get to a shop. It would be nice to have a little bit of sponsorship from that. If we name drop, are we no, are we likely to get sponsorship? No. Probably not. No. 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 Um, no, let's leave that. 
The, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so welcome everybody this is uh what we must be on 105 106 something like that episode 106 this will be 106 this will be 106 there we go okay and we're back in our sheds and houses because pubs are shut again boohoo i think that's pretty much standard i um i haven't canvassed the whole of my uh a global response to this but i had one lady on a course this week from portugal and um, they have a similar constraint on lockdown, a kind of uh, quite uh, probably a bit more firm than ours, really. Um, not allowed to. There's curfews on the streets. Okay. So beyond uh, eleven o'clock at night, I think it is. They have to. You have to be at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's not the case here. Well, as far as I'm aware, that's not the case here. Yeah. <clears throat> my my son asked me. Is America in in lockdown too as well? I said, I'm pretty sure they didn't even have a first lockdown. <laughs> to be honest, I really don't think they did. Um, but yeah, the so what is a lockdown? Wrong answers only. You get you see this wrong answers only thing. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it either. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't. I don't. I don't really know why I don't like it. But I don't there was like one. It. There was one, wasn't there about. What what's a retrospective wrong answer yes. only? Yeah, I saw that. I didn't respond. No, I don't know. What? Yeah, is it is it just a bit of fun, or is it trying to is it a, trying to poke fun? I don't know. I don't know. I think it is meant to be a little bit of fun, isn't it? But it it could be one of those where and there's no real um, target that could be uh, sort of negatively impacted. I suppose in that context. Yeah. We just feel it's just waiting for someone to jump onto a, an answer and uh, you know and, and take it even further. I think it. So yeah, I I, I suppose for me, I think if I'm really analysing myself here, I think it's because I'm not a fan of anti patterns. Mm-hmm. So you know when someone goes to a conference and say this is this is where it's this is where you're going to go wrong or this is these are all failure patterns or these are all you know wrong examples. And that's quite, it's quite easy to point out failures, um, but it's not very easy to, it's, it's, it's harder to offer constructive suggestions than it is to offer ways of it going wrong. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's where that comes from. It, it's, it's another opportunity to come up with all the things that are wrong with something without offering anything constructive. It just seems like sometimes it's easier to spot the, um, you know, to you know, to, to rip an idea apart and to explore everything that's wrong. And, and we've been known to make use of that, right? The yeah, you can flip around. that around and try and, and do the opposite. Yeah. So sometimes it's it's if someone's not, I don't know. It's, it could be. I could I'm trying to think positive now. It could be. It could be a good way to get people's concerns or frustrations out into the open in a you know slightly tongue-in-cheek way many a true word spoken in jest as they yeah, say yeah um and and then you could uh you could go about starting to try and act on some of that stuff improve some of that stuff i suppose that's a positive yeah but uh, for me I, I, the easiest way to avoid failure is not to try mm-hmm. and and if we're trying to avoid failure if that's the thing trying to avoid anti-patterns or doing things wrong um I don't know it's not really not really encouraging safety in a way is it because it's people are looking at that and thinking oh there's lots of ways that people could rip apart a retrospective 
Mm. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Yeah, maybe. You said something interesting the day. And again, we can edit this Unlikely. out if you if you eh? Unlikely. You um feel I've just because you're talking about Twitter, and we can edit this out if you'd um we can loop around this and talk about something else. But you put a tweet out which resonated with at least one person, which said, <laughs> "I feel less intelligent now, or something like that, yeah. than I did twelve two years ago, or something like that, wasn't it?" Can yeah, you... yeah, yeah. I feel dumber now than I did twelve months ago, and I reckon twelve months ago I I, I was more um, intelligent than I was no, less intelligent than I was two years ago. So I think over the last two years I've been gradually getting more and more stupid. What made you say that? What made you, what brought that on? Well, I, I can't remember what instigated it, but I think it's um, it's a combination of the fact that my memory, my long term memory, is getting worse. Um, so trying to recall things is yeah. harder, mm. and I just don't think I've been learning as much. So I haven't been replacing that lost knowledge with new knowledge so my view is that i'm i'm not as clever as i was i don't have as much knowledge as i was i think i still have the same mental aptitude the capacity for knowledge because i can work things out i just don't have as much information in my head to recall and the ability to recall it is, mm. is what I was. And I, i've been at home a lot yeah uh, as have most people uh, and with a spending most of my day because my, my two elder kids are at school a lot, but my youngest isn't. So I'm spending a lot of my time with someone who can't talk properly mm. and who is saying, wow, were we for, <laughs> for um, pretty much anything that he can't have a word for it's wow, were we? So I have to kind of interpret that. Um, so I think I've been, you know, maybe dragged down to his conversational level, maybe <laughs> playing with his toys, watching his TV programs. So that was where that worry came from, I think. You know, I like these kinds of conversations. You know, I, I learn from talking to you. I, when Nigel comes on, he, he yeah. spends a lot of time just consuming Wikipedia, doesn't he? So <laughs> you, you'll pick up just bits of knowledge, uh, bits of information, and you just haven't as much opportunity for things like that. So I think I'm a little bit dumber than I was. I think there is just less, like you say, less opportunity you have to be more deliberate, like like say, go just being outdoors and walking through, um, going into a, a company, speaking to different people. You're just picking up lots of different. It might not be knowledge, but it's just experiences, I suppose, and yeah, and stories, isn't it? And um, yeah, it has to be much more deliberate these days. And yeah, you can we can order all the books um, and read um, books off, you know, off, off order them on Amazon or whatever. And, but I'm not. I'm not. That's I'm not. We used to. I know, I know, and I've got another book. I've got a couple of books here that I have ordered. I just hadn't read them. I, I even because I haven't even been reading fiction, which I love. But that's often I do that when I'm on holiday. But is that yeah. a drive? Yeah. So the 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 because the environment hasn't. So cause, yeah, for me at home now, and I was thinking about this just today, is that I don't have many switch off moments at home because everything is at home. Mm-hmm. work is and this, other people have said this to me it's very hard to compartmentalize the work now because everyone's working at home my days are a lot longer and the day it's amazing so drifts into the evening so I was the other night um it's nine thirty, 
and I think I was sitting and, and Sabrina watched, t- turned on a TV program that I obviously didn't want to watch. And then instead of just doing something else, picking up a book or a newspaper, I went and did, I, I went and did some more work. I thought, well, what, what, why on earth would I do that? I went and switched my, you know, this machine back on and I did something else. And it's just, I think that can't be healthy. That's, I should try and find something else to do. And I think it's just symptomatic of being around work all the time. And it's, um, it is hard for me to, to distance myself from it. Hmm. Do you feel just as clever as you were a year ago? No, I think, I think some of it's an age thing. Um, I think, um, we're not that old. I mean, you're older than me. (laughs) I've got gray hair. Just looking at my uh, reflection now in this, in this camera. Um, I've got gray hair, but (laughs) I went, I went to a theme park, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, we went on a couple of roller coasters. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I thought I like a roller coaster. I'm trying to, you know, to show kids that my kids, that level of excitement that, yeah, it's going to be great. We went on the same roller coaster twice and I felt, I felt queasy. I thought that's not me. (laughs) And then someone else said it while you're getting old. They said, these said, really, does that happen to you when you get old, you start getting sick on roller coasters? They said, oh yeah, yeah, it's an age thing. So now that's like a little earworm in my head thinking, well, it must be my age. And, um, See, I don't, I don't buy that. I think it's a, a a practice thing. I think your body is out of practice with it. Yeah, maybe used to the box a lot more. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm, I'm more aware of my own mortality now. I've got more. I think we talked about this before. It's a bit deep, but I've got more riding on um, me now. I've got two kids to to feed and to, you know, to yeah. look after. So I suppose I feel more um, vulnerable in that respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, more people depending on me um but i, I went saying about being appearing intelligent i did my first lockdown um lo- lockdown 2.0 quiz last night it's okay really, yeah it's really General knowledge or? so we do six of us six uh five of the other lads from from rugby and um we all pick a 10 questions each you know whatever we want really six mm-hmm. rounds hour and a half or so and um i was dreadful really yeah so and i just felt whether it was you know because as you'll know jeff i do like a quiz you do um, we've won quizzes (laughs) yeah but um i just felt the 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 round the topics that they chose weren't particularly great for me but there was one on american geography and i Mm -hmm. and i sucked at that there was one on politics and like pictures of politicians and i got naught out of ten i didn't recognize any of them so I did that. Really obscure. Yeah. So they were kind of yeah, loose connections to politics, and um, I'm not good on politics anyway. But yeah, and that that made me feel dim. I thought, well, Quarky, I am just kind of retreating into my shell now. I'm only looking at one aspect of of general knowledge. So did you do significantly worse than your friends? Um, struggling. Significantly worse than I would normally do. Yeah. But I just, I, yeah, I had, I just felt like, oh, I don't know that. There was, I, I was conscious of stuff. I don't know that either. I don't know that. It's not like I used to know it. It's just that I didn't know it. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I feel a little bit more, a little bit more um, sheltered than, okay. I, than I used to. Well, I decided I'd try and do something about it. Okay. Rather than just worry and 
or ignore it. So I bought myself a, a book of cryptic crosswords. Okay. And I'm working my way through them. So it's it's uh, it's quite difficult. I'm not really, never really done them before. Um, and it's just, it's a new skill, I suppose, uh, as well. So the first one sort of explains you know, the different types of clues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the sort of ways of solving things and breaks you in a bit gently. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I went from only being able to get the anagrams, work out which ones are anagrams, and then be able to do the anagrams. I've always been quite good at anagrams. Um, to So then maybe getting, you know, four out of 30 to one the other day where I got 28 out of 30 without without looking. So that that that's an improvement. I feel that, that makes me feel better. Yeah. I was that's the something that I was doing in the in lockdown one was a crossword, and perhaps I should get back into that. But um, it gave you, me... you were competing against your family, weren't you? Yeah. So, but that doesn't seem to have happened this time around because, again, I think my family are probably, perhaps are just a bit pissed off with the whole lockdown thing now. But um, maybe I should, you know, brain, you know, exercise my brain. My son, nine years old, had um, his spelling test, which he got ten out of ten on. Mm. Hat off. But the, at nine years old, I was shocked. His, he was expected to be able to spell, what was the word it was? It was judicial. Nice. And there was a few, I mean, it later transpired that all the words ended with C-I-A-L. So mm-hmm. like beneficial, um, you know, that type of thing, judicial. But yeah, I, was, I thought, wow. And there's words that and he was expected to spell at the age of nine that and again, that probably made me feel a bit stupid as well. I mean, I could spell it, but it was thought, oh, crikey. I had to, you know, <laughs> a nine-year-old can do that, you know, off the top of their head. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But you, yeah, you find it a little bit easier to learn when you're younger, don't you? But I think just getting back into the habit of, of consciously trying to learn something new, it's it just start soaking up information again. It's an enjoyable thing, isn't it? You know, when you learn something new, it's just perhaps it doesn't come as easily as it used to and you have to search it out um because you've been learning a new skill you've been doing some fishing haven't you true true is that you feel you're learning that you're you're better at it than you were yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um every time i go I, I i hopefully learn something new um and if i'm with somebody that's more experienced that's more likely um, mm. but every also i'll get a bit of trial and error i'll try some try some different things but um yeah it's, it's sort of learn one thing one small thing in a day yeah rather than um learn a I don't know, learn a, 10 new words type thing yeah but yeah all right is there hmm, is there a link is there a link learn i suppose it's harder for, for teams to learn off each other if they're remote. Um, and if morale's going down, it's, it's, I don't know. Got, I, for me, I've, I learn more when I'm in a positive mood. Mm. So well, I, I think it's kind of a vicious circle. Well, it's kind of, it's always been how you and I both teach, isn't it? Very much um, exercise-based teaching, which is, mm-hmm. which has been stretched to, to them, to the, to the other extreme with being online is that, my course originally, my look at my Scrum Master course as, a, as an example, pretty much was 80% exercises, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've had to adapt. And it's, I, I personally, I think it's harder for me to, to learn without 
you know, without you know more of my body involved, my hands are you're getting practical application of stuff and and learning through doing something. Um, I think um, that's academically that's been stretched for me because I've just got you know just got to read and uh, and absorb from the internet, which for yeah. me isn't great. No, then well we've we've not not necessarily consciously, but um, we've sort of aligned ourselves to. A Confucian principle from Confucius that mm -hmm. the famous quote by Confucius tell me and I will forget show me and I might under, uh, show me and I might remember uh, involve me and I will well, understand is it understand yeah, yeah. that's it so <clears throat> that that one I think we, we tend to yeah play along along to yeah and I think that's um that's a good way for me to learn I, I I know people that will will watch YouTube videos and just sort of internalize it, and mm. I really struggle with that. I, I actually need to do something, and and for someone to be able to tell me this is what's working and what isn't working, or, or work it out myself, for it to really stick. Yeah. But yeah, teams, they're not, they haven't got as much opportunity for that osmotic communication that we used to we used to have at BT. We're, we were sitting around each other in other places that we've been. Mm -hmm. You just pick stuff up, don't you? Um, uh, but that that conscious pairing or triads, that kind of thing, is is a great way of learning new things, sharing new knowledge, taking on new ideas, new items from the backlog, experimenting. Mm -hmm. You haven't got the opportunity for your brain bag, or as much easy opportunity for your brain bag sessions at lunch, or you know your cult, your conversation in in the corridors at conferences yeah it's uh as you used to yeah well the pace yeah, the pace is artificially high so it gets hard to slow that learning down and that's why i think a lot of we do a lot more coursework which is the coursework element obviously has lend itself lend itself well to remote training that we do and it's very hard for me to i'm still running two-day classes with a bit of follow-up one-to-one um coaching but it's quite hard for people to learn at the same pace online as they would do in person i think that's just just from what what this lockdown has showed mm -hmm. um people get more tired and people's capacity for learning is probably restricted yeah what else is going on in the world of agile so what's your prediction? Nothing to do with Agile, but what's your prediction on... Um, so we have a vaccine, okay. a, a vaccine. I think um, there are a number of vaccines. No, I know, but we have one that's at the front of our of the headlines, you know, mm. making the headlines. Um, and already people... I was chatting to my friends last night and they're already talking about, oh, well, I'm going to book a holiday now for, for Easter. Okay. And it's all going to get better now. And that, and there's you know there's a, there's a, a, a glimmer of hope. The door mm -hmm. is the door is uh, slightly open, slightly ajar. But is it going to make a massive change? You think to how we work by you know, by spring, maybe next year? Do you think how you work? No, no. I think it will. I think it will make a massive impact on society, but not immediately. No. Um, just from a rollout perspective, and I imagine there's got to be a, a, a certain amount. Of, well, there has, there will be, there will be. Uh, I'm, I'm almost certain 
there will be an element of inspecting and adapting and iterating around this because um, there's still a lot of unanswered questions and it's just the first version, right? Mm -hmm. um, so they will find improvements over time. Um, and it may well, it may well give you as this, they don't know yet, do they, how much, how much coverage is going to give you, whether it's going to stop you from spreading it or, or what have you. So no, I think the, the most important thing for this, from my perspective, the most important aspect here is, is to use your word, hope is, it's the hope that it's giving the world that it's beatable mm -hmm. science, science can do this and, um, quite relatively quickly. Yeah. So, you know, society has proved that most of the people can do most of the right things most of the time. Yeah. To limit impact. Yeah. Science has proven that with enough focus, they can be incredibly clever, incredibly quickly. Uh, so, yeah, no matter if this does offer limited coverage or limited um what's the word immunity then the next version will be even better they will they're taking an agile approach in many ways so there's this virus i don't know what they would call uh, this vaccine sorry that they would i'm sure what they call it where it's come from but there are so many out there being tested this this parallel multiple parallel experiments yes yeah. the one that's shown favor and uh, they'll probably all try different things um so it, it seems like a very agile response in many ways yeah and obviously, they're only going to uh, immunise certain demographics first. Obviously, the most vulnerable will be the right, first they to prioritise. Yeah, there will be an agile rollout. Yeah, based on priority, we'd be at the bottom of that product backlog right now, Jeff. In oh, terms absolutely, of... and we should. Yeah, That's we I should. agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, but uh, I'm sure there would be many people that would be pushing for for an artificially high place on the backlog list so that you get a holiday <laughs> uh, all stakeholders have their reasons mm -hmm. uh, it's going to take some some pretty hopefully it doesn't look like there's going to be a limited supply i suppose that would that would be a that would be a bit of a social cultural disaster wouldn't it? if there was a limited supply so you know there would i don't know a, a hypothetical scenario there is only x amount of resource that's required to make the vaccine mm. so you couldn't make enough for seven billion people yeah um then that would that would cause all sorts of problems but yeah that that prioritization factor and that is a that is a factor in prioritizing any backlog right if you if you if you know that you haven't got enough time or capacity or money to deliver everything on the product backlog then prioritization isn't just about when for people it's sometimes a question of if mm -hmm. uh, um, and people are in my experience, a lot more tolerant of later than they are of no. Yeah, than of never, yeah. Yeah, I wonder. It's all going to influence behaviour, right? It's a fascinating time to be alive. Mm. But like you said, there's there's more... They're talk, well, again, I, um, we were talking last night about this, but I think maybe some more news is is only just slightly behind this vaccine so the other one that's that's kind of leading the charge is this oxford vaccine so um there's potentially which is a different type of vaccine so mm -hmm. i think it, it works in different ways and it's got slightly different logistics in terms of how it would be administered and and less less constraints which might make it more available to more people mm -hmm. but um 
yeah it's um like you said it's a, a truly and i talk about this a lot now in my courses about the whole the nature of vaccination the, the vaccine programs and the government response around experimentation they're all all these lockdowns all these um, circuit breaks all these constraints rule of six they're all experiments that you know that um, governments are trying to run to try and learn as quickly as they can about what drops cases and, and drops that R rate back down. So they have, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a truly a complex problem in itself, which is quite a nice because people ask me all the time now. Give me an, can Scrum work in a non-software environment? And I'm saying, well, yeah, let's look, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that in the current state. Hmm. I suppose one of the limiting factors is. Uh, the length of the feedback loop, right? So you, it takes quite a while for experiments to actually yeah. uh, bear fruit yeah. or know if, if they're working. So can we accelerate those 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 learning, that learning, yeah. uh, those feedback loops? Because um, there was always a, a lag, wasn't there, between the R rate and infections and experiments and the R rate and so yeah. on. So the different local experiments different tiers and things i think that was a good opportunity for multiple parallel experiments yeah fascinating what else is going on in the agile world where are we it's coming up to well so at the moment i'm i'm due to be talking in south africa in february yeah and we the conference organizers and i we had a, we had a chat we had an agreement that you know ideally this would be in person but if not then we'll 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 do a virtual online thing uh, and we wouldn't make any commitments or decisions until nearer the time because it just wouldn't make any sense so we're keeping an eye on it uh, no flights have been booked yet um where was i going with this i don't know you're talking about what's going on in the agile world and then you talked about south africa see this is this is a sign of me getting dumber I've even forgotten what I was talking about in the middle of talking about it. You drifted. <laughs> um, oh, balls. Oh, I know what it was. So travel. Yeah. So at the moment we are in the UK and many other countries. Uh, we're not allowed to travel. Can't go on holiday. Mm -hmm. But I could travel for business yes. still. Yes. So I could still get on a flight now. Mm-hmm go to South Africa, give my talk mm -hmm. and come back. Mm -hmm. There are quarantine issues with that. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I can still travel for work when I can't travel for um, for pleasure is a little odd mm. for me. What do you mean odd? Well, I don't think that work is essential. No. Uh, I would say... A holiday is more essential for me than work yeah. right now. Yeah. Um. So um. Yeah. But yeah. No, I don't. I don't really. That 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 conference is unknown, and trying to keep your options open is is a challenge when there's a huge amount of uncertainty. We don't want to close off options, but equally, keeping your options open can be expensive. Mm. Uh, so in order for organizations in order for teams to be as agile as possible one thing one skill they need to develop but it's not something that we generally um, have consciously trained we haven't really 
uh, is options, keeping options open. Mm. And we've, we've talked a lot about options in terms of creativity, in terms of engagement, in terms of um, you know, getting better results from meetings and self-organizing teams. We haven't really talked about it in terms of um, agility as such, I don't think. Have you? Not well. I talk a little bit about you know waiting to the last critical moment to to decide on doing mm-hmm. something. But yeah, that might not be multi options. It might not be um, have multiple threads in place. It's just waiting for as, as long as possible before you book that flight or before you. Um, but I suppose it's it's more expensive, like you say, to prepare for in the in the in this conference example. Do they run both in parallel? Do they prepare for a program that's just face to face, but also invest in tooling and and um, capability to run it remotely? Because obviously that's going to incur a cost because you can't do that at the last minute too much because you want to test that you've got the capability to do it. Yeah. So there is, like you say, there is a cost to running mo- multiple things in parallel for a, for a period of time. Wonder if I've missed the last responsible moment. Because once most countries in the world went into lockdown, I imagine the price of flights went really down. Mm. Um, but as soon as the news of the vaccine came out, flight prices probably started going back up again. Mm. So if I'd have booked a flight when prices were at their lowest and didn't need to use it, then I'd be wasting less money. Mm. If I did need to use it, I would have spent less money. Mm. Um, maybe I've Maybe I've missed that last responsible moment. I don't know. I, rem- I remember a, a while back. Um, I say I, I, the conference. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, made a mistake of booking a flight too early. Yes. Do you remember this? Yes. Yeah. Well, I booked a multi- No, 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 no. This, this was something, a work thing years back. Oh, okay. I booked a flight on, on the basis of cheapness. It was, che- I think it was a cheap mm. deal or something like that. But um, I booked it on the hope I think it was before I'd had an answer as to whether my talk had been submitted. So there was a okay. a big risk on whether my registration would have been paid, my yeah. attendance would have been paid. So it could have cost me a lot more money. Now, luckily, I did have my um, paper um, accepted. But so it I, wasn't too early. Well, it would. <laughs> it. Wow, it was it too. It wasn't too early. I felt the stress that I experienced at the time would have suggested it was too early. Okay, so the the stress you didn't need stress about it. Well, that so I don't. We, 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 hmm. One thing that I've been uh, working with some some people on recently is separating the decision from the outcome. Mm-hmm. So just because it turned out that your paper was accepted and you got the price at a cheap rate doesn't necessarily as a positive outcome but doesn't necessarily mean it was a good decision no and equally if your paper hadn't been accepted it doesn't mean that it was a bad decision mm. the quality of the decision is not dependent on the outcome mm. it's important for gamblers to know this yeah um, and effectively when you're looking at options theory it is an element of gambling mm. So you're trying to hedge your bets, right? You're trying to, to, to play the risk and probability against the loss and, and the gain. Um, so the variable that you just talked about there, the stress that you got, yeah. now that 
that was something that was within your control mm -hmm. you didn't need to experience that stress no not simply because of the outcome but because the stress isn't going to affect the outcome no exactly so it's kind of pointless yeah yeah if it is a bad outcome then worry about it yeah rather than worry about it before that's true because that was wasted stress mm. um so then the question is how how can you avoid that unnecessary stress and part of it is rationalizing that the outcome isn't dependent upon or the quality of the outcome isn't dependent upon the stress and it doesn't necessarily negative outcome doesn't mean it's a bad decision also some of the fear setting stuff that we would have done in the past around well what am i assuming people are going to think of me if it does happen what and, and so on um yeah it's a bit of a ramble there but that that that's that came through my filter of recent experiences something very very relevant are you better at dealing with that kind of stress now as a result yeah or yeah you're still a worrier yeah no i i still am a worrier but um i suppose i've learned from that is that i can afford to wait so it's, it's interesting because generally in general terms i'm a procrastinator mm. so it's quite unusual for me to decide something early so it must have been a really good deal yeah for you to do that yeah i think it was purely based on the price of the flight I, it was instinctive i think and if you rationalize that you say oh, normally i'm a procrastinator so this must be a really good deal for me to do this mm. therefore i'm justified in doing this mm. um whereas i'm kind of the opposite and i prefer to get all that admin stuff out of the way as soon as possible so i don't have to worry about it or worry about forgetting about it um, so is it with that in mind then back to full circle is this waiting game that you're playing with south africa is that are you fighting with that internally well i think if it was if it was me that was paying for it yes <laughs> <laughs> i would be yeah um but no it's not so uh yeah i don't really have a huge amount of exposure there mm it's not really as much my issue but it's but a little it, bit more out of your control if you're not if you're not booking it if you're not does that make it easier for you to deal with if you if it's more out of your control or would you prefer to have oh, yeah, yeah. That because, because i don't have the negative downside okay so i i, I don't i hate wasting money mm. so um yeah it, it would it would it would sort of bug me mm. i'd be thinking uh can i do this is it covered by insurance i'd be thinking of all those kinds of things yeah. i'm a bit bit um uptight about that kind of stuff but once i've made the decision mm. i can kind of let it go mm. so I, I'd, I'd rather worry about it make the decision mm. knowing that it was the best decision i could make mm. and then if it turns out to be unfavorable say no it was the best decision i could make i bought myself by making that decision well early mm. not perfectly mm. i bought myself peace of mind yeah i get that Maybe that's the economist in me, mm. my accounting degree. Mm. I wasn't all about the numbers. I liked, I liked, we used to do cost benefit analysis and it wasn't just about the financial cost. Yeah, there was social cost, there was environmental cost, there was psychological cost, all sorts of different things. And I quite liked that. Yeah. That was the bit of the accountancy that I liked. The only bit. Wasn't much of it. Wasn't much of it. <laughs> I could never understand exchange rates and interest rates and things like that. It must be part of that, even though you, you didn't enjoy it, there's probably part of that, you know, that you've 
benefited from that that um that background that's that's stood you in better stead as a entrepreneur stroke you know businessman whatever you want to however you want to yeah i think so i think so especially when you know i'm coaching product owners and things yeah um and being a product owner that that helps because i am as well as being a bit of a procrastinator it kind of goes in with it i suppose a bit impulsive bit impatient yeah um my wife would say a bit (laughs) but uh yeah that that being able to look through um both a financial and non-financial cost lens yeah helps temper some of that to a degree yeah hmm yeah this this doesn't feel this going all the way back to the start this lockdown doesn't feel as constraining as before but it is playing on my boredom thing yeah i mean you're bored um i'm bored i i, I get bored and i think it's because because this is the second version so i don't know if you remember how you felt when the first the first um week of the first lockdown came in i was excited I yeah that, i was just gonna say that in our house there was this feeling of oh it's different oh it's new it's going to be it's going to challenge us in different ways to think of being creative and to think of being exciting and now i think the first week has been Oh God! You remember the last week of the last lockdown, rather than the, you know, rather than it being a, a new and an, uh, an unknown thing. So that's, I think, already. And we've been told so many things about how, particularly around mental health and how important mental health is. And I'm very much aware of that now. And I said before, like, you know, I needed to get out and get some fresh air. I'm, a, I'm more aware of that now that I need outdoor time and, and just time away from the screen. I even found myself telling people I was teaching this week, get away from the screen during these breaks, get take an hour for lunch, get away from the screen, get away from the screen. So I think that's, I'm more aware of that now. And that's probably um, bringing me down a bit. I think if anything, the, the, yeah. the, I feel the need to, to, to spend more time away from it. My wife has a very different view of that. Hmm. Um, so she, it's not that she doesn't um, buy into mental health. It's that, the constant messaging of you may have mental health problems. There are lots of mental health issues out there in, in her world is she worries that that actually makes people think, Oh, maybe I, maybe I should have mental health problems right now because everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Where you would actually have just got on with things and not really not stressed about it. Um, it's sort of created a problem if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, I can absolutely see that point. Um, but I think given it's, it's stigma, for for many it's it's more important to be talking about it than uh, at the risk of potentially making someone aware of a condition they might have not encountered mm. yeah that makes sense. don't think the words made sense but hopefully the sentiment made sense mm-hmm. yeah I, I, the, the, I think we've been lucky from a weather perspective but the darkness is definitely an issue right yeah. darkness is always a it's always linked to lower mood anyway I remember when, when one week I was working up sort of north and half of Norway uh, and teaching during the day. So I didn't see, and it was inside with no windows. I didn't see, literally didn't see sun mm-hmm. for a week. Mm. Um, now, some of that was within my control. I could have gone outside at lunch during break. Yeah. Uh, and for whatever reason, chose not to. But not seeing the sun for a whole week had a had a massive impact on me. I didn't realise it at the time, but it did. Mm. Um that that's we've got we've got the opportunity to, yeah. to break things 
And I heard on the radio the other day, there's some campaign, isn't there, um, that's gone global now in terms of trying to something called, it's called light up something. I can't think of what it's called, but it's basically campaigning to try and um, with the with the obviously the days getting shorter. I think there's a campaign in this country certainly to print for people to put their Christmas lights up earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So to try and increase light levels and to you know to try and people generally get a, a lift from Christmas anyway. They do. We we actually talked about that in our household. Mm. Um, and we've decided not to. Mm. And the reason we decided not to is because we didn't want the the positive feeling to have worn off by, by the time Christmas. Christmas actually comes around. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because mm. you can kind of, just as you can tolerate pain for if you've got a, a consistent level of pain for a period of time it can it can feel like it's wearing off because you sort of normalize to it yeah if you have a consistent level of joy for a period of time it's sort of you become numb to it as well yeah um, so yeah we, we may well put them up slightly earlier than normal when would normal but, be for you your house uh so normally we would get christmas decorations out of the loft on the first of december right uh, and we would try and get a tree that first weekend. Okay. That would be normal. How about you? Uh, last year it was the 1st of December, which is earlier than previous years. My, I mean, my my, um, my parents always used to be very strict two weeks before, two weeks after Christmas. Okay. It was, um, you know, when things would go up. But we're a bit more... Um, yeah, the kids are quite a bit more excitable, and they want well. If they had their way, we'd be doing it tomorrow, I think. But um, <laughs> but I do. So the hope is as well. Obviously, if you put it up earlier, then hopefully this lockdown might end a bit uh, before Christmas. You know, we don't know that yet. It might be extended, but the the plan is for the third of December. Second, is it? Well, it, it runs to the second. I don't know whether that means the second is lockdown I think it, free. I think or the third the first day, day, the first free day is Thursday the third, I think. Um so the hope is but by then, obviously if they relax some of those constraints and maybe go back to the tier based system that we'd be able to go out and enjoy the de- December with some of our friends, you know, and whatever that might be. But you know, that that might bring a different sense of uh, joy rather than just Christmas mm-hmm. lights. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll crack on. Hopefully, well, let's let's see what what's what next episode's going to be like. Yeah, no doubt we'll still be here in our sheds um, this time next week. So we'll we'll do it again. Yeah, more, so. yeah. maybe we'll have we'll have something a little bit more uh, exciting than diet soda. <laughs> yes, diet soda. Yes, for our American colleagues. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not branding. <laughs> here. The fact is that I've been holding it up on the camera. People will have seen it if they've seen the uh, seen the video version. True. True. All right, mate. Well, look after yourself. Yeah, and each other. And uh, yeah, say uh, say goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. Cheerio. Ta-da.